0: Hi, I'm George, I'm Dan, I'm Rick,
1: and And we are Queer Magnolias, the podcast.
2: Each episode, we're going to talk about what it was like growing up gay in the South. The
1: trials and the
2: tribulations. The joy and the struggle. And more importantly, how we became who
0: we are today. Oh, honey, queer and fabulous. So come on in, y'all,
2: and get comfortable, Shug. Kick off your shoes and sit a spell. And at the end of each episode, we're going to meet up out on the front porch for my favorite part of the podcast, Happy Happy hour. Hour.
0: So join us for an all-you-can-eat buffet of cutting up,
2: foolishness, and carin'
1: always served with a heapin' helpin' of sass. And that's a A Queer Magnolias Guarantee!
3: Thanks everybody for joining us. This is Queer Magnolias, and today's episode is about that old-time religion. Before I turn it over to the guys, though, I just want to let you know where you can find us. Look for us everywhere you find your podcast, and if this is your first time joining us, please subscribe so you never miss the cocktail of the week. All right, boys, take it away.
2: Thanks, Jacob. Thank you. Amen. And George, <laughs> can I just tell you, honey, tell that me. hat, <laughs> your Sunday hat is kicking, hunty. It is
1: everything. Well, we try. Yeah, and and you welcome, to church, <laughs> welcome to church, y'all. Welcome to church. Past, Some of the, y'all, past the tithings. That's right. <laughs> Some of y'all are going
0: to get baptized today. Well, I don't know about
2: that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I might have been baptized once or oh, twice. <laughs> oh,
1: I'm sorry.
2: Were we talking about another? Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's another episode. Yes, together. it is. Right. Well, where did y'all go to church growing up? Dan? Well, I went to
0: a free will Baptist church in my little village that I grew up in in eastern North Carolina. And um, it was... Free will Baptists are even more strict than Southern Baptists. You have a free will to go straight to hell at any minute. <laughs> and it's all about timing. Everything is in the minute. There is no, I, you know, I'm sorry, God. And then next time you say, you know, go fuck yourself. If you die, then you're going to hell. There's no in between. So if you don't live right in every minute of your life, you're destined straight for hell.
1: And it's an impossibility. To I was going to say, that, that sounds <laughs> incredibly undoable. It, it's just not doable. I mean, are you kidding? I'd be burning every second of my
2: life, I swear. So
0: many of us spent time on our knees. That's where I got my training. So can, uh, get back, <laughs> <right>, church. <laughs> oh, come she on in. It's coming, again, S- again Stick out your tongue. You're back. <laughs> I think it's safe to say, well, probably going to burn now if there is a place to do well, sure to. we will. that <laughs> it was I, It was good in a lot of ways. It, it was very structured. It was a very loving environment, even though there was a lot of hellfire and brimstone. The majority of the people that went there were relatives. I'd say 50% of them were relatives in one way or another. It was a very small village. And then we would have people that would join the church for a while or leave. We would have about every four or five years, we'd have a new minister or a preacher, as we called them. We either had the top of the mountain, most loving and kind and wonderful pastor who led the congregation, or we had the dregs of society that were (laughs) nothing but pushed around by the board. I never went to your church. (laughs) I don't (laughs) know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things I did realize was that it was as political as anything in this world. Churches are extremely political. It is so sad to me because you're in my mind, you're there for the spirituality of it. You're there to communicate with God and to get some wisdom hopefully from the minister. But that wasn't always what went on. So it was it was some good. Well, a lot of good. Yeah. And then some that was sort of like, yeah, I could take or leave. This. Well, it always looks good on paper. <laughs> <laughs> it it right. does indeed.
2: But I always thought that the little ladies that went to church every Sunday were very catty. And in a way, I was like, can of dig that because they're kind of you know my mother's the same way she does this thing where she's like don't you dare tell her i said this but and i'm like if you ain't got something nice to say come sit next to right. me <laughs> that's right but that was the way it was at the church that i went to is like all those little ladies would just get in the corner and talk about somebody and mm-hmm. they walked in with their skirt a little too short or uh, something a little too revealing and god forbid you wear color
0: <laughs> I mean, Dan, you got to your cleavage <laughs> oh, I need a broach. <laughs> that's, that's coming to oh, <laughs> Aunt Tibby used to be that way. She sat on the front row or the second row. I don't think anyone actually sat on the front row. That's where you went if you needed prayer at the end of the service. But Aunt Tibby sat on the second row, and I can tell you she was the... She judged everybody and everything. Uh-huh. And a couple of them would we'll try it with my mother, who had the body of a model, never exercised or dieted a day in her life. But in the 70s, she was very fond of mini skirts and looked really good in them. And a couple <laughs> of the girl. women happened to have, you know, turned an eye, and my mother did not take kindly to it. She's like, uh uh-uh, uh, you can't wear this, but I can. So <laughs> since I can, I will. You should never try this, not at your size. <laughs> <laughs> My mother was, she grew up as a Pentecostal holiness. And then for many years, she did not go to church. And then when we all went as a family, uh, starting when I was eight, she already came at it with a slightly different outlook than most of the Free Will Baptists wanted her to have. So she had her own thing. She taught the little kids uh, Sunday school. Well, that's nice. Yep. And she sort of hung back a lot. And she was forever making fun of people and telling jokes that were just (laughs) one side of really bad. Uh, Well, Uh, I'm going to say,
1: coming from Pentecostal Holiness, no wonder she embraced many skirts. (laughs) (laughs) Because if you're not covered from like chin Uh, to ankle. (laughs) uh, The Pentecostal Holiness are really
0: tough. My step-grandmother was one of those and she was always trying to get people to come to her church Uh because no one's church was as good as hers. And um, she was always shoving religion down everyone's throat and I can honestly say both of my parents
2: were like, "Mm mm-mm, we're not having any of that. Nay nay none. I had a few aunts that would do that too. (laughs) Every conversation was about God or religion in some way, shape, or form. But. I went to the New Home Church of Christ growing oh, up as a child. It was non-denominational, as it were. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were, I don't want to say required, but, you know, uh, we'd get up every Sunday morning and get dressed up, and we had to put on, like, suits and oh, do yes. the thing and The tie. Exactly the tie. Oh. And show up at 9 o'clock on a Sunday morning. Oh, that's a little <laughs> and, early. <laughs> and, and it was 9 to 12 every Sunday. Uh, well, that includes Sunday school. That is Sunday okay. school, and then the after sermon yeah. or whatever that thing is, and I don't know. The <laughs> <after birth>. <laughs> <laughs> The The things. aftermath that, that's what it was. Um but um my aunts also figured out at one point uh to sugar us up so they would bring all kinds oh of candy see. so they'd get us hopped up on sugar so that we would actually not fall asleep, we'd just be all <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's your go-go juice. Honey. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That would
0: uh, sort of have the opposite effect. Then you wound up like a dervish. <laughs> well, full they, of the spirit, honey. Full, full of the spirit. Right, the Holy spirit. <laughs> I did go to a Pentecostal holiness church one time with my dad's sister, and I am not joking when I tell you several of them fell out on the floor and then two of the sisters started speaking in tongues. And to my aunt's loving credit, she just patted me on the leg and said, some people do church differently. (laughs) All right. I was like, all right. That was very impressive. Yes. Fortunately, she did not get up and start doing the St. Vitus dance because it would have been all over then. Did you
2: feel
1: the need to stand up? No. (laughs) No.
2: Not even once.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I might have fallen out a couple of times, but that's usually (laughs) off the bar stool. I tell people I'm in the spirit, see?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It just happens to be (laughs) gin. Um, spirits of all different kinds some people do church (laughs) different (laughs) (laughs) very true so growing up with your grandparents did you go to church well as y'all know i was raised by my grandparents um and i spent every other weekend with my other grandparents so i was raised by my paternal and spent every other weekend with my maternal um the paternal grandparents we didn't go to church much like we were those people that went to church on easter sunday Christmas Eve, when there was a new hat to show off, totally, exactly, totally exactly. Better. Well, you know, to get your name in the book for, <laughs> for, all, for another year. <laughs> um, we didn't, and we weren't one of those about houses that like said grace. Um, oh, really? Yeah, no, we weren't one of those, except did for like ever? on Thanksgiving. We, we did
2: not. We never did it. Uh, but I had a aunt who uh, who passed away last year. Uh, every single time she sat down at the table, she would say grace. Yeah. Oh, that was
0: us. We, okay. I mean, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. hell probably afternoon snack as well
2: (laughs) right before gin
0: right (laughs) I didn't find that that out until
2: later that you could probably get on board with uh, (laughs) thank you for this tequila
1: amen amen Well, that's sort of sad because
0: you didn't get to wear your Well, you did get to wear an Easter finery. I well, guess. I'm going to tell did you. Did you get a new outfit for Easter and Christmas? Of course,
1: and I hated every minute of it because it was always some terrible little polyester suit with a tie. Aww. <laughs> I bet you look cute. You <laughs> of course, I was what, freaking adorable. <laughs> <laughs> do you have photos? Please I you do, I them. do. Uh, the most memorable one, it's this like powder blue polyester suit yes. with like this plaid <laughs> vest and a black tie, and I'm standing in front of like either a Magnolia, I mean a dogwood or like a camellia bush maybe it's uh, azalea you know and the face i am making i'm so unhappy (laughs) i am so unhappy because i don't want to wear this (laughs) (laughs) i want my cousin's dress (laughs) where's my frill exactly i want that eyelet number (laughs) this ruffle at the top from gunny sacks If she had only been a lesbian, you could have swapped. I, you know, I mean, where's my Laura Ashley? I
2: mean. <laughs> my sister used to wear a little black patent leather shoes, and I'm like, why can't I have black patent leather shoes? Why did she get to have them? I used to Same girl, all, same. All the time. <laughs> I will say though, I, so I am agnostic, but growing up, I wasn't really given much of a choice. This is, you're going to church, this is what it is. I think when I turned 13, uh, my um, my mother had said, I'm not going to make you go to church anymore, it's going to be your choice. And oh. so uh, it which was interesting and great, but I had a few questions for our preacher that I went to ask, and mostly I asked about uh, dinosaurs. Dinosaurs have been proven to live on Earth. Where are they in the Bible? He couldn't answer the question. I mean, he literally was stumped. Could Had no answer for it. Well, there's no dinosaur. Noah couldn't fit him in the ark well that was the, the next minister part was stupid. That, that was the next part of the thing it was like well you know we know Adam and Eve and everyone all the offspring from Adam and Eve but then here comes Noah and his seven sons and the, you know with the great flood and they're the only ones left on the earth and then they start procreating isn't incest wrong well aren't not, we all not related? if it's necessary I guess. All, aren't we all related well,
0: you can say that about cannibalism
2: honey
0: <laughs> <laughs> I tell you I don't fly in the winter over mountain
1: peaks uh-huh.
0: with all this meat on it. Uh No, Uh (laughs) Uh they eat me first. Good till spring.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But uh, he couldn't answer those two two basic questions. And at that point, that's when I decided to walk away from religion. And I just told my mom, I'm not going. And um, it's not that I don't believe in God, but I don't believe in this uh, you know, white man sitting on a throne with a long white beard, watching over everything and and you know judging everybody. Uh, just that concept of it doesn't work. You know, one of the things uh, from the fourth
0: to the eighth grade, I went to a private religious school, and on Mondays we had chapel, and we had Mr. Paramore was the preacher of the church attached to the school, and I remember one Monday uh, during chapel, we too had to dress up with a shirt and tie for chapel, but Mr. Paramore clearly said. In his sermon, that all Jews and Catholics were going to hell unless they changed to basically a Baptist religion, um, and I remember sitting there. I was probably eleven, maybe twelve, and I thought, "Well, that can't be right. Why would God create the people of the earth and automatically choose that this number of people are going to hell?" Right. And it bothered me so much, and I that was the first time in going to church, that I thought something's not right. And it later in life put me on a a much more of a journey of spirituality, understanding that there's an enormous difference between religion and spirituality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I
2: agree. I I totally agree. But but when I think back on it, there's so many great things in my childhood that I look back on favorably, like vacation Bible school, most people hated it. I absolutely loved it. It was uh, during the summertime. It was one of my favorite things growing up because it was like camp for us, and we never went to camp, but we had vacation Bible school, and uh, you know it was crafts and you go out and do activities and stuff like that. So it was always fun. Watch I like the, I like the I like the crafts part of this. <laughs> yeah, so here's the thing. I certainly went to Boy Scout
1: camp in the summer. It's oh, a whole other story. Mm-hmm. But this vacation Bible school you speak of, I know not of. <laughs> so, for a lot of the churches,
0: one of the ways they would get kids indoctrinated was vacation Bible school. Uh-huh. So, don't
2: ruin my childhood experiences. Oh, please. You don't think they did it because they were nice to you? Oh, it's please. It's exactly
0: why they did it. They did it for me. Oh, sure they did, hon.
1: And look how well that turned out.
0: Yes. And what did you make with your macaroni? <laughs> Because I, I know you had a macaroni.
1: I, I did have a macaroni
2: piece. piece of art. I also made an ashtray for my parents that smoked. <laughs> <laughs> because
1: that's definitely not a
2: sin. <laughs> not at all. No, I mean, I, they I, wouldn't. They I, wouldn't let me make shot glasses. So it was. It was. Please uh, tell the ashtrays. <laughs> did, I you that. That. <laughs> did you make that? Do you still did? have that ashtray? mom might add it somewhere i don't know i think my father Uh, burned it do you still have that
1: dinosaur macaroni art (laughs) (laughs) i do we're having it later (laughs) oh lord
0: deep dish honey (laughs) (laughs) so with your other grandparents did you go to church with them so yes
1: so my maternal grandparents they went to church much more regularly they were southern baptist um and bless them bless them and of course that was the right baptist to be. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um and we would drive from Elm City where they lived to Ro- Rocky Mount on the Sundays Well, that church. wasn't around the corner. It wasn't, but it's a church they preferred to go to, so we'd go. Um they had the same uh, pastor for forever. He was actually a very very nice man. Um and I enjoyed you know, I enjoyed going to church with them as much as I think any child enjoys going to church cuz you know, you're sitting there and all you're thinking is we got to K and W.
0: There were a lot of us that went to K and W right after church. Right it's after, after church. church. That's right. Chicken
2: paste. You won't go to eat itself. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, we always did Sunday dinner at my grandparents' house on uh, my mother's parents, and I think that's another thing when I think back to on Sundays, uh, I had to sit through three hours of church just to go to my grandparents' house to have fried chicken, Oh, you know, or uh, you know, hang out with my Cousins and do all of that stuff. So it was always sort of the oh, we got to do the work first, then we can uh, then we can enjoy the rest. Then you yeah, get your dessert. Exactly. Well, I mean that's why Southerners think of food as a reward. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right.
0: Because Sunday lunch, whether you go to church or not, is enormous in the South, and a lot of a lot of people really do go out to dinner. And then some grow up in a household where the mother, the grandmother, the aunts, or whatever would always make Sunday dinner Sunday or dinner. lunch lunch or
2: dinner whatever you want to call it it's said sun- if it's sunday it's dinner, dinner that's true
0: <laughs> not supper
2: but dinner yeah it's uh what is it it's breakfast lunch no it's breakfast dinner, dinner and, and supper, supper and that's supper. it yeah, yeah, yeah that's the big thing in the stuff breakfast dinner supper my mother throws that out to me sometimes i'm having dinner and i'm like it's noon <laughs> <laughs> she's like yeah yeah like, whatever. like, oh okay i forgot exactly so, so i will say this
1: about religion there was this point when um my maternal grandparents, because they they were the ones that went to church more often, they also were into televangelism.
3: <gasps> so then
1: there was that like magic th- there was that magic point where I find I find out who Tammy Faye Baker is. Oh <laughs> yes, yes.
0: We had to endure gym just, yes, to get us just Tammy for Tammy Faye. Faye. Yes. So then I was
1: like, Wait, this I'm interested in. Look at that makeup. Oh yes. <laughs>
0: And could cry at the drop of a hat. Uh, Didn't matter what it was, she was ready to cry. I
1: swear she was must have day- tri- Where <laughs> was her daytime Emmy? Where was her daytime Emmy?
0: She was probably nominated against the 700 Club, and Pat Robertson <laughs> has the numbers
2: skewed. Yeah, exactly. He bought his uh, <laughs> his, his <laughs> award. He bought his Church of Christ award.
0: And, you know, and
1: my grandparents sent them money. They sent Jim and Tammy Faye money. They sent
0: Jimmy Swaggart money. Oh, yes. Oh, Jimmy Swagger. My mother loved Jimmy Swagger. And he was, he's very emotional. I mean, he's very charismatic. His cousins are uh, Jerry Lee Lewis and Mickey Gilly and Jimmy Swagger. The three of them grew up together, all three played the piano. But Jimmy. He had an eye for the ladies, so <laughs> not once every other year he was on television crying to Ruth, begging her to forgive him because he had transgressed. <laughs> and like Tammy Faye, he could cry some pretty tears. <laughs> <laughs> I did meet a guy uh, when I was in college who was gay. I met him at a gay bar, and he sang right behind Tammy Faye to between her and Jim. So every every program. There's Jim and Tammy Faye and this gay guy right between I them. I love it. I love
2: wow. it. Yep. But do you remember uh, Tammy Faye becoming really good friends with Jim J. Bullock? Yes. Yes. Of them hanging yes. around town together. I mean, and it, they, I it. Is a perfect match.
0: The they had an day. afternoon TV talk show as well.
2: Oh, that's right. They yeah. did. The, they Jim did. And, the Jim J. and Tammy Faye. Jim J. and Tammy Faye. Yes. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, so fun. <laughs> we should get Jim J. Bullock to come on and tell us about his story.
2: Yes. Yeah. I'm My so God. down for that <laughs> where is he at these days Jim J if you're listening call us <laughs> call me
0: <laughs> we definitely
2: need makeup tips <laughs> speak yourself oh, bitch oh oops. I think we could all do our version of Tammy Faye and, and then he can critique us well that, that sounds like a plan would I love it <laughs> that would be fun that would we'll be fun we will not Tammy blaspheme Faye. her holy name you I'm ashamed <laughs> Oh, uh, you know, but I have a really funny story uh about my one of my aunts in New Orleans. I know we talked about New Orleans a, a few episodes ago. We love New and, Orleans um I my the one the first time my aunt went to New Orleans, she's very religious and I don't know why she picked New Orleans off so, place <laughs> right? to go. I think they just thought it might be fun to go down for Mardi Gras.
1: Well, that's, because that's religious it well it is, is I think it, is. it, it I, is for some of us again
2: I don't know where the thinking was but uh, she got there and she probably was there five minutes and she was up on a park bench with her bible out screaming and yelling at these people y'all need Jesus and it was its the funniest story to this day whenever I go home you know she probably had a hurricane on Bourbon Street and
0: i told people don't drink those hurricanes out of a window I bet she had one and she found Jesus right there All on you Bourbon Street one or that is all you need. I found Jesus and lost him a couple of times on Bourbon Street.
1: <laughs> well, the great news about that for your aunt, though, is New Orleans has a place for everybody. So she, she was completely welcome to stand up. She was up. at home. She was? She was.
2: And I actually wrote that into a screenplay. <laughs> so,
1: write what you know, honey. That's, That's it. Exactly. Bring it. Bring it. But not to turn too
2: dark. <clears throat> oh, well. No. Um, Satanism? Mm, what's no. <laughs> no, 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 no. One of the biggest issues that I have re- with religion is all of the atrocities and the horrors that have taken place in the world, uh, you know, in the name of religion to me uh, back in during the Crusades and through the Salem witch trials and all the way up into today and uh, how some uh, evangelicals will uh, shout that, you know, if you're a gay person, you're going to burn in hell and all of these things. I don't feel that any other religion or faith that any person has should ever, uh, you know, uh, demean another group of people in the name of lifting themselves up. It should be we're all on this planet together. We all have to get through this together. And to use religion to be able to put down a certain group or class of people to me is just uh, one of the reasons why I, I tended to
1: walk away from it. So that's a good point, because, I mean, we can sit here and we can kiki and we can laugh about childhood and wearing ties and Free will baptism. But the truth is, growing up gay, church is hard because you're constantly hearing that exactly who you are on the inside is wrong. exactly, And you are going to be punished for it for eternity. So I get what you're saying. And I think that that's something we can't not talk about. You know, we have to talk about that fact.
0: Right. And a, a unique thing is, because I'm older. I found that growing up, (laughs) which will always be that voice, uh, growing up, gays weren't talked about in the late 60s and early 70s. They existed. People knew about them, but we didn't hear about it from the pulpit. Whereas I think in the late 70s through the 80s and 90s, that became a conversation and gay people became an easy target. Sure. For me, I grew up and I sang in church and acted in plays, so I actually had creative outlets. And because a great many of the people there were family members, you were slightly insulated, okay, than if you go to say a big mega church where they're all different people, uh, you know, different families and stuff. And I do find I totally agree with you because I find that. What's done in the name of religion is often so non-spiritual, and for me, one of my paths has been to integrate growing up religious and understanding what spirituality is, and taking some of the good things,
2: and then going towards the things that I want spiritually. I I love love church. I love where you've gotten with that too. I think that's truly fantastic. You know, for me, uh, uh, again, I, I was able to decide at 13 years old whether I wanted to, you know, continue going to church or what, and that led me down a different path in terms of my faith and sort of how I view the world. And there was a lot of things I learned in church that I had to unlearn and, and sort of yes. re, redo in yes. my own brain as a result of that. And it was, um, there's churches here in Southern California, uh, MCC, uh, yes. The MCC churches, mm-hmm. which I think you were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. um, which have been really great and inclusive, and it it was so strange for me when I first got to LA about there's a church where gay people can go. Yes. Yes. And it was. Just, it was. It was. And in
0: a lot of cities. I mean, Raleigh has an MCC, or they did. I know they did when I lived there, and I went to the one in Miami, which was a nice intro into when I moved to Miami. I knew one person, and so I went to the MCC church. Um, and I met a lot of people, met a lot of gay people, and they too had a religious or spiritual feeling to go along with going to the MCC church. So inclusivity is so important in, to me in life. Yes. Uh, there are negative people that I don't want to include, but I think that when you have a church, you have an organization, a country club, a business, and you open the door, everyone should have an
1: opportunity. I agree, because I think churches, when they can be so closed off and they can be so narrow-minded, you get a bunch of people together under one leader with hate in their heart. What you have is a mob. True. Very, very true. And you can call it what you want. But yeah, it's a mob. You're exactly right. Because I think the thing about some churches, especially, I don't know, I think especially maybe southern churches or small churches or or those really strict religious churches that tend to be very small back home, everybody is of that same mindset. And I think that's what unites them. I and mean, I'm sure they're united in their love of Christ, but they're also united in their hate of everybody that's not them. Absolutely. And that's a truly sad thing. And I think that's what so many of us experienced in church back home back in the Mm -hmm. south and you have to get out of those small towns to get to larger churches that are open-minded where the love is not just for the people that look exactly and think exactly like we do
2: it was incredibly eye-opening for me last year when my favorite aunt passed away and i went back home and her um, funeral service was in church and when I went to the church, it's the same church that I used to go to as a kid, and it just seemed so much smaller. And I looked at the people uh, around, and I just started feeling a different feeling than when I looked back on it. That nostalgia was gone, and it was like these people are so like, uh, like one-minded about how they think about the world and how they view anybody outside their circle. And, mm-hmm. and it just, um it was like, is not, I'm not comfortable. I don't want to be here anymore. And it was sad because it kind of takes away some of the nostalgia effect that I had, uh, had as a child. But at the same time, it
1: was like, I don't think I was wrong
2: in walking away from it.
1: Dan, have you ever gone back to your childhood church for a funeral or for any event?
0: Not since I was in my mid 20s because my parents divorced and then they went and lived in a different city than the one I grew up in okay but I do still have a lot of family that goes to the same church that I went to growing up Uh, I do talk to them some of them I actually see if I'm in North Carolina so as a footnote the four of us left where we grew up and we moved uh, George and Rick and I across the country and we've seen things very differently you know I have friends that have never left the state of North Carolina. I have, I know two people that have never been past three counties
1: oh my from gosh, where they God. live. That's insane.
0: And when you are that way, you cannot see... You can't grow. You can't. And you can't see other opinions because you never see anything exactly. except the same people you go to church? You with.
1: can't even see the state fair because no. you can't get to Raleigh. <laughs> and
0: everybody wants to pet them pigs. I mean... <laughs> I'll cut <attempt> that out. <laughs> so yes. it is, it, you know... My challenge for all of you is to get the fuck up and go somewhere else. Try Travel. something. Out. Travel.
1: Travel. See the world. It shocks me when I have been home and I've run into gays that have never left or have never gone to like any big things. Like, ha- like I can get with like some of my cousins and they've got their kids and they've done, you know. But when you run into a gay, I'm like, what? girl, what are you doing? Precisely. Go see the world. Get. There. I mean, at least yeah. go to New Orleans. Go to Atlanta. Go
2: somewhere that's. Hell, go to Charlotte. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe you can't go to Japan, but exactly. Get out of your zip code. Yes. And it's important. It's important
0: to see things. And television is wonderful. Movies are wonderful. They're great escapism. But it's not reality. Reality is when you get out, get in the car, get in the airplane, and go somewhere else. See things, meet people, taste different foods, Mm -hmm.
2: and go home. Mm -hmm. But at least you got out. Do you know, I love to travel the world, and I have my favorite places. And you do, and the broom goes a long the, ways. Yes, got to watch out for those treetops sometimes. So, <laughs> a little of night, a cocktail or two, but still. Um, and, but it, when I first started traveling, it really did sort of change my perception of the world, even still at that point where I was like, there's so much more uh around like happening across the globe that you don't even have access to or i didn't have access to as a kid and it was it's it's, i love the
1: learning experience of it all totally agree i mean i think i feel like we're getting a little off topic from religion but i also think i will say this just to continue the off topic yes yes, come (laughs) on girl bring it you know i think for people today though like the internet has made the world so much smaller so Obviously, it's not the same as going somewhere, but you can be connected to so many people from so many many places in the world now.
2: That's true. That's very
0: true.
1: Well,
2: as I mentioned, looking back in my childhood, one of my favorite memories were Sunday afternoon dinners with the family. Yes, yes, yes. Since I'm with my new family, and mm-hmm. it is Sunday afternoon, why don't we mosey on out to the front porch for a little Sunday afternoon cocktail? Is there fried chicken? <laughs> <laughs> uh, fried chicken? Of course there's fried chicken, honey. Girl, lead the way. Let's do this. And <laughs> you know
0: there's a cocktail in
2: our future. You know the chicken nuggets, though, right?
3: Cheap <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> bitch.
0: Today's happy hour drink is a Mississippi goddamn.
1: All right, Nina Simone. That's right. <laughs> and
0: since we're doing church, we Cheers. may as well have a little foul. A little
1: blasphemy.
3: So
0: man. I learned to make this drink from Shayner at the Seventh Circle on Rampart Street in New
2: Orleans. Oh, child, I can see the face of God of this thing.
3: <laughs> it does taste like
1: Rampart Street. Oh, honey. <laughs> honey, it'll either put hair
2: on your chest or take it off, one or the other. I we'll think you should post this recipe on social. Deal Check out our socials.
1: Yes, ma'am We'll have photos,
2: too So, Jacob What are we talking about for happy
1: hour today? So he's oh. going to reach down in Fish and and the fishing <laughs> <topic>, hole <honey. laughs> Down at the branch That's,
2: mm-hmm. Ooh, oh, my my job. Job. Well,
0: That's We're getting a surprise kick. Just mm-hmm. as you are tick, tick, like Today. Right. Uh, oh, lord cookie. It's
3: the long one <laughs> It's the paragraph. (laughs) Let me get my reading glasses. (laughs) Uh Favorite Southern California aspect or location? So a different part of the South, I guess. A different South, actually. A different South.
2: Well, I think we've mentioned it before in the show, but you know, we all three are from North Carolina, but we all three live in Los Angeles, and we never knew one another when we were in North Carolina. True. We only met when we were uh, here in LA.
1: It's true. And the two of you, for correction, live in the valley. (laughs) It's a little warm out here (laughs) some What What you meant to say is we
2: we we live in hell, basically. (laughs) It's it's 110 degrees degrees in the shade, right? (laughs) That's what brought us back to the seventh circle. (laughs) But as a matter of fact, weather is one of my favorite aspects about Southern California. And oh. uh, I love the fact that it's almost always warm here. 100%. Yeah. Sure. And, and if you
0: have an umbrella, of course, I have 17, you never get to use them, but they look really lovely in the closet.
2: But a parasol will work any day right. right. of oh, the I I know That's right. A white one that I can twirl. It's made of lace. <laughs> lace. lace. I, have <laughs> <one>. <laughs> I have one. Shall so I go get it? Mm. Somehow I don't doubt it. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <honestly>. <laughs> I bought one for. My very dear friend Ann for her Aww, birthday, and I decided to get one for myself
0: while I was there. That's a wonderful <laughs> thing. Now, of course, this um, Mississippi goddamn has been so good, I've already forgot what the damn subject was. What was it again? Jacob? <laughs> <laughs> it's favorite a, aspect. The longer we
3: go on, the more you'll know
0: this happens to me often <laughs> when I've
3: been drinking. It's a favorite Southern California aspect or location.
1: Like you're gonna pay attention but to it. Yeah. you do gonna talk about right. what you want to talk about. This precisely. <laughs> precisely.
0: Let's see. Now, when I was a little girl in pigtails, growing up in the south, well, oh, there's south. typical places oh, on the front porch, oh, for stepping on crickets, uh, I <laughs> step
2: drinking <off>. a Coca-Cola, <laughs> a Coca-Cola, oh, pop.
0: pop, yes, pop one of my favorite locations here is anywhere along the Pacific Ocean, especially around Santa Monica. It is so very, very different than the East Coast. Oh, big time, yes. I spent lots and lots of time in the ocean on the East Coast. What a great time. Here, I've been to the ocean a lot, but I'd never get in because it's mostly cold here. But the atmosphere is very different there than it is anywhere else in LA. Some days there's a marine layer and the sun doesn't come out until two or three o'clock. Some days the sun is out first thing in the morning, but it's always much more comfortable. The people over there are a little easier going. A lot of old hippies.
2: They're well, usually high. Sorry, they're right.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, there I should say there used to be a lot of old hippies over there. The real estate prices are so incredibly crazy. Of in Santa Monica and Venice, but it is beautiful gentrified. over there. It's gentrified. And speaking of
1: gentrification, so my favorite thing or place probably I guess in LA, I love downtown. I love downtown
2: LA. I used to hate downtown when I first got here, and now I want to live there
1: so well bad. because it's been gentrified. You're gentrified <laughs> ass once
3: you've
1: fancy. We're <laughs> it. uh, yeah, it. it grimy. Like I loved grimy downtown <laughs> because for me. Moving here from New Orleans, where I, I moved from living in the French Quarter, where everything's 200 years old, and you move to California, or you move to Los Angeles, where they tear down anything that's over 10 years old. Precisely. You know, there's no big trees, everything's brand new, and I hated that. And you go downtown, and everything is actually, there's history, you feel like you're in a real place. So I love downtown and it's so funny
0: when i first moved here in 2000 about 6 p.m maybe 6:05, they rolled up all the oh, streets yes. downtown all the attorneys and all the bankers went home and there was nothing but cockroaches
1: yeah well, but well, now
0: it's a lot more fun it's a lot more open it's um it is seeing a lot of gains and yes, losses yes. things open and close quickly Uh, It's hard to get a toehold in it, but it's still fun. You're going to need to hit me again, Dan. Oh, you're going to hit us all in.
2: But uh, I think one of the reasons for me why I didn't like downtown when I first moved here as much as I do now is um, I worked for a production company. We used to do a lot of shoots downtown. Oh, okay. And when it got to be 5 and 6 o'clock, we had to wrap and get the hell out because if you don't, yeah, you know, they're, you're going to be robbed at some point, uh, or you yeah. might meet some of the guys I dated.
0: I
1: mean, there is a silver lining. <laughs> <on the edge. laughs> In I have no, I no cloud.
2: problem with our next con, honey. The more the tattoos, the better. Bring it, but not when I'm carrying camera equipment. Nope, thank yeah. you, hey, oh, no, honey. You ain't like never carried love. no. <laughs> <laughs> You ain't the tote and fetch
0: it kind, honey. Huh? <laughs> Somebody else was doing all that. Like, she was the point, point. Point. She was like, point. You need to get
2: that. You need to get that. You need to get that. And hurry up! It's getting dark. I'm a freer. <laughs> let's go! Let's go! skirt. Let's and there
0: start. was a couple of bars you could stop at in Silver Lake on the way home. I get where this is going. Well, and didn't we all? <laughs> Probably. What y'all didn't do?
2: That? <laughs> all right.
0: So at su- at one point, the second oldest gay bar west of the Mississippi was in downtown L.A.
2: Oh, which one?
0: Score. <gasps> Score. I Where don't was that? Name and in- it was on Fourth and Los Angeles. Oh, girl, you don't want to go wow. past Los Angeles Street. <laughs> and the oldest gay bar west of the Mississippi was in Santa Monica in nineteen thirty-nine. The Moose Friendship the opened.
2: Nope. Oh, friendship. The friendship. Oh, yeah. the friendship. It closed,
0: and then Score was the oldest bar, and then it closed within like six months. Two or three years later, all of a sudden, downtown is very popular. Yes. Three gay bars yes. if Score had only held on, mm. but oh. it didn't. That's where I met a guy whose name was Lawnmower, I think. Lawnmower? Lawnmower.
1: Why was he called Lawnmower? <laughs> I, I don't need to know. really know. I, gonna... need to know. <laughs> I need to know. But his email... Let's make up a story. Let's make up <laughs> a story for him right now. Did he come over and cut your grass? Well, <laughs> he might have trimmed it a
0: little. Trimmed the hedges? <laughs> <laughs> he, he played in the bushes a little bit. <laughs> Once he left, the bushes were a lot smaller. uh uh-huh. I don't <laughs> believe
1: it's still of this. <laughs> No one is here to prove me wrong. Well, that's true. <laughs> we have yet to meet this alleged lawnmower. Right. Yes. Well, his name was L A
0: U N, in Hawaii. Oh. oh, okay. So is it was right. Hawaiian. No, lawn, 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 lawn. Right. lawn. lawn Cheney. I mean, give me a fucking break already. Well, so we he we know you're old, but you're not that old.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Well, you were talking earlier about the coast. Uh I think on the coast my favorite part is Malibu. Um and I mean you the part so bougie. <laughs> <laughs> I am the worst. The
0: worst. He's looking but... for Pamela Anderson. No. No,
2: I mean the part where uh all the those... trailer park meets the ocean. Yes, exactly. Yes. I want to be right by the trailer park. <laughs> uh I'm talking about the part um what is that beach where all Paradise the rocks Cove. No no, it's um uh, it's where all the rocks are. Pismo. It's not Pismo. Pismo. It ain't Pismo.
0: <laughs> Pismo's two and a half hours north of here.
2: I'm going to find it. Hold that doll. We're going oh to find that beach. beach. She's going to find <laughs> that doll. I'm, I'm going to find that beach. I'm going to find it. So, um, this is why we shouldn't drink <laughs> before we do the other episodes. This thing's a little
1: strong. This hmm. is exactly why we should.
2: Well, <laughs> you might be right. Um <clears throat> For me, I like the stretch between uh, Malibu and El Matador Beach. That's my favorite area because it's all rocks and it's not like a typical beach. There's You can go out and it's just, it feels different from the stuff that we grew up with on the There's East Coast. rocks and caves and exactly, stuff. Exactly, yeah. And little gullets and things like that. Well, so. precisely, but now we did have sand dunes. Is that the part right of the beach? Right we were- had a lot of sand dunes. What? <laughs> yes, sorry, they, they were ahead. really nice. I'm sorry, George.
1: Go right ahead. Is that the part of the beach where the Little Mermaid was filmed?
0: <laughs>
1: it was about a year ago, yes. <laughs> I have pictures of the
0: Little Mermaid. <laughs> it is not pretty. Well, well, allegedly little. She, she, wasn't so, she wasn't so little. <laughs> Ariel on crack. <laughs> it
2: was, uh, what's the sea witch? Ursula. Ursula. It was Ursula. Uh, it's where Ursula was filmed. Starring divine. vine. <laughs>
1: exactly. As well, y'all. Uh, as my Aunt Lucy used to say, my ice cubes are dry. Well, so. girl, we can't have that. Yeah, no. We should go in the house, let, toddle, we make <laughs> some more drinks.
2: We're going to have to go in and refresh the batch. And have those chicken nuggets. <laughs> That's
1: right. Allegedly. 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 I'll take the sweet and sour sauce.
2: <laughs> I only have blue cheese today, but God Sorry. damn it. I'm out of here. <laughs> what is
1: this shit? This is All not right. smell-o-vision.
0: It is not smell-o-vision. <laughs>
2: All right. We'll see y'all next week. Thank you for joining us. So Thank much, you. So much fun. Bye, Bye y'all.
3: Queer Magnolias is a weekly podcast hosted by Rick Clifton, Danny White, and George Skinner and produced by yours truly, Jagan McGinnis. You can find us everywhere you find your podcasts. So please take a few minutes to leave a rating or review. We definitely look forward to hearing from you. If this is your first time joining us, please subscribe to receive the next episode automatically. Thank you for following us on Twitter at Queer Magnolias and on Instagram at Queer Magnolias Podcast, or email us at queermagnoliaspodcast at gmail.com.